Good day. Welcome to the Travel Companion Podcast uh, with this week in sustainable travel. And you guessed it, we are going to talk about responsible, sustainable travel, uh, volunteering, wellness travel, and funny, inspiring, and extraordinary travel tales. In the process, we are going to touch on organizations and people that are doing the right thing, or at least are trying to do the right thing. Today, I am calling Tom Graham in Manila, the Philippines, that's in Asia. Tom is founder of Mad Travel, website is madtravel.org. And Mad Travel is a social tourism platform, and we will talk about what that is. He wrote a book, The Genius of the Poor, was a speaker on TEDx and is involved with a tree reforestation platform at fundtheforest.com, which is quite close to my heart as I did uh, tree planting myself. So there's a lot to talk about. It was fantastic to have him on the podcast. Um, Talking about the podcast, if you would like to support it, please go to the website at podcasts.earth. If you would like to buy me a coffee, you're most welcome to do so. So without further ado, here is the podcast with Tom Graham of Mad Travel. Hi there, once more. <laughs> hi, hi, Peter. How are you doing? All right. You got, you got home all right. And I hope you didn't have to rush too much. Oh, my goodness. It's terrible. So I, I got caught in a... Uh, basically, instead of leaving the meeting at like um, 4 p.m., I had to leave at 5. Yeah. But then leaving at 5 means that it's rush hour and it is, it's Christmas time. And in, Christmas in Manila is a nightmare. Is it really? And, uh, okay. So it's like London, basically, is it? Oh, no, no, no. It's nothing like it. It's a lot worse. <laughs> a lot worse. <laughs> sounds sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> I had to walk. It's only like three kilom- three and a half kilometers, but yeah. I had to walk because I couldn't even get like an Uber. It was impossible. Right. Do they have Uber in Manila? They have, well, they have an equivalent, like a, a Southeast Asian equivalent. Right, right. But right. Um, it wasn't, it was, uh, there were no available cars. So in the end, I just gave up and walked. And uh, anyway, it's okay. It's not not so far. It's just a um, it's not a particularly pleasant walk, you know, along mm-hmm. busy streets and stuff. But anyway, first of all, I'm talking here to Tom Tom Graham of Mad Travel in the Philippines. Uh, wrote a book, The Genius of the Poor, and uh, I saw you arrived in the Philippines roughly seven years ago. Uh, is that is that about right or? Uh, yes, I'm about to um, celebrate my eighth year anniversary next month. <laughs> that, <yeah. laughs> that, that, that's, what are you going to do for your anniversary? What are you, where are you going to go? You're going to go back to the UK to vote or something like that, sorry. Oh goodness, I probably shouldn't do that. Uh, that'll get me depressed. <laughs> uh, I'll probably just reflect on how it all happens that um, you know I arrived in. The Philippines eight years ago, and I, I must admit, when I when I was told at the time by my company I was going to be posted in the Philippines, I I I, I didn't even know exactly where it was on the map. Okay. I was uh, completely um, completely ignorant, really, about the country. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that was um, that, that was eight years ago. So I expected just to stay a month and and write a a business uh, report, a, a journalism report. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, one le- one thing led to another, and and suddenly I was taking a different a different life path. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I've seen that. Actually, I was there myself uh, roughly seven years ago as well. I was during the um, the ty- oh. typhoon Yolanda. 
I was oh, in yeah. Uh, yeah, Palawan yeah. Islanders. I've been placed a small place called Port Baton. Uh, oh, like, I like it. Yeah, I know that place. Have you been there? Yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, it was was very nice indeed. Obviously, with the typhoon, it was a bit scary, and I was staying in a in a place owned by a Japanese guy who did like yoga lessons there, and right. uh, all of a sudden everyone was gone, and we didn't know understand why everyone they all they went inland basically, but they didn't uh, somehow bother to tell us uh, they were leaving. So. <laughs> Uh, but that that that's fine. We we Maybe lived. It was lost in translation. <laughs> I, I'm I'm surprised I didn't meet you at that point. But obviously, Philippines is quite a big place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was say that. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, what you do is basically you set up a um, a, a a social tourism platform is that um is that's that correct. yeah is that that's about that's about right and i believe you've been driving lots of jeepneys as well as i have while i was there and uh yeah, yeah. and uh, obviously i saw your um your your talk on tedx yeah. it was very yeah. very very funny and and interesting i must say and i saw some of the comments uh, as well underneath uh, talking about what you said and um, you um, basically set up the social uh, tourism platform and I, I believe that there's a few terms that you um, that that you really have integrated into the platform and one is I hope I pronounce this correctly but according to Wikipedia it's Bayou Nihun is that about correct or Bayanihan Bayanihan <laughs> totally wrong Bayanihan. totally wrong <laughs> And uh, what it says as well is like helping uh, out one neighbor as a community, uh, doing a task sure. together, uh, community spirit. Can you talk yeah. a little bit more about that? So? Sure. Um, so it's this. Um, so so um, historically, mm -hmm. uh, Filipinos would live on sort of, um, you know, houses on stilts, sort of wooden uh, or, you know, houses made of bamboo, I guess, uh, yeah. on, on stilts. And they were quite sort of... Um, migratory um as a people so if somebody wanted to move house um they would simply ask their neighbors to um, help lift up their house carry it on their shoulders and then move it somewhere else mm -hmm. um, so this is this idea of uh this is where bayanihan came from the idea that you know no one could sort of move house on their own they needed um you know you needed the help of your neighbor um and of course, with the, um, you know, the arrival of, um, you know, uh, uh, I guess, capitalism and, and, and commercialization and mm -hmm. the westernization of Filipino culture, that sense of Bayanihan has, has become um, diluted uh, to an extent. Um, and many Filipinos today, uh, you know, will live um, certainly in the more affluent areas will we'll sort of live in and aspire to perhaps a more American kind of way of life. Um, and yet, um, you know, I think that there's, there's, there's that sense of Bayanihan still exists, yep. um, particularly in uh, more rural areas and in more, you know, in parts of the country where people really do rely on each other because mm -hmm. uh, we've got so used in the West to uh, being kind of self-reliant. Yeah. Um, that it's quite possible, you know, to live an entire week and, and you know, eat what you need to eat and, um, you know, watch what you need to watch mm -hmm. and, and whatever without even uh, or almost interacting with anyone at all, at least not a real person. Yeah. Um, and, uh, of course, Filipino culture is, um, is, is, is still, as I said, particularly in rural areas, um, um, 
that lends itself to people, to, to community spirit right. and to solving problems together. Because, you know, much of it by necessity nowadays, because a lot of communities are, you know, um, living in quite tough conditions and, and they, they, need, they need each other just to survive. Yeah. Um, but, but I think there's a lot of lessons there for us coming from perhaps more Western backgrounds about how we can um, learn to, to, to um, get more out of life yeah. by leaning on each other. Communicating, helping each other. To others. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and learning from others as well. Um, so, so, yeah, so I feel that's an important part of Filipino culture, which is um, uh, hopefully having a, a little bit of a revival. And it's something that through our tours, we hope to introduce travelers to to this concept of by any hand right um, so it's so not disappearing can... you say it has a revival is that is that uh, is that what you said right yeah i mean there are there are, there are um there's a growth of for example social entrepreneurship in the philippines right which which is very much um uh business which is built on sort of corporation and you know principles of um uh of 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 in inclusion um so i believe i mean if i'm to put on my optimistic hat i yeah. would say that there's a little bit of a revival okay um but uh you know obviously there's a there's a there's a very long way to go and uh, still the, the majority of the forces that are um you know influencing this country and many others around the world are are unfortunately not really founded on on by any hand at the moment mm -hmm. um, but, but we're there to in our own very, very small way to hopefully sort of um, open people's eyes to it. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Obviously in London, um, you, you normally bump into people who are on their mobile phone while they're walking on the street. So it seems to be going the other way around here where they don't communicate at all anymore, except via social media. Um, but you're saying that that is not happening in the Philippines as much, in the rural areas at least, uh, they're, they're, they're still seem to be willing to to talk to each other to help each other out and that is something that you link into with your tours yeah i mean something you really notice is that um uh well first of all filipinos or i i recently read that manila is the um the texting capital of the world so yep. uh you know people in this country do love to text and uh, they love to be on facebook and all of those things okay but uh, particularly when you get outside of uh, outside of Manila, or when you, as I said again, go are in sort of slightly less affluent areas, um, uh, Filipinos live their lives outside. I mean, I mean, they often have um, again in poorer communities, they have quite sort of simple or small houses, right? So mm -hmm. you have this. As a result, you have this amazing community spirit, um, and it's very difficult to be lonely in the Philippines. I've noticed. Is it? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because everybody's together and, you know, you, you visit these, you spend time in these very congested communities, which um, for sure have all kinds of challenges. And yet you see people having fun. You see people, uh, you know, laugh. Filipinos are always laughing and joking huh. and singing and, and gossiping and, and uh, all yeah. of these things. That, that, so, that, that, that um, sounds, sounds brilliant. Do they still have a, a sense of privacy as well, even though they live on uh, top of each other? Oh. Or is that is that non-existent? <laughs> Not so much. If you're looking for privacy, yeah. uh, then by all means, go to a go to a nice resort and you'll get it. But um, you won't you won't get a lot of privacy in um, in 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 communities. You're 
your uh, you know everybody's life is kind of on 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 show um, right. if you like, uh, uh-huh. and of course the communities will be asking you, uh, are you married? Um, if so, you know how many children have you got? They want to see photos of your children, <laughs> or uh, you know if you're not married, then they're like, well, why not? And then they say, don't worry, I'm going to find someone for you. You know, it's all very fun. Good. Um, I didn't but, uh, get any of those questions. I, I must have been uh, going to the wrong areas when I was there. Yes. <laughs> I think if you're um, if you're if you're in a community, it will not take long. If you're especially if you're on your own, if they have no demonstrable proof of um, a life partner, mm-hmm. um, we ask that question within maybe five minutes. Huh. Okay. <laughs> but it's always, it's always done in a spirit of uh, you know. Uh, you could look at it and say people are a bit nosy, but I think they're just—they're uh, just—it's just fun and they're being curious and um, and they're very happy to open up about their own lives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are kind of an an an, an open book, open um, book in a lot of oh, communities. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, that's what makes it so interesting as well. I think to spend time in the Philippines and and visiting communities because you. Um, uh, you really get to learn something. You get to see life from somebody else's perspective. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, you understand how how resilient um, some of these communities are. Uh, you also understand what they perhaps need or what they really aspire to, to, to having in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, of course, if you're involved in any kind of development work or yep. like us in in sustainable tourism. That, that's um, what you do, right? That's what you yes, look into. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So our, our travel platform, um, helps communities to, uh, so we partner with communities yeah. to create, um, basically travel experiences, um, uh, in the community. So some of the most beautiful parts of the Philippines are also the poorest. Yeah. Um, and so, um, uh, you know, a tourist coming to this country doesn't want to spend time in Manila, obviously. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big uh, concrete jungle. It is. Um, yeah. But they would love to spend time, if you give them the opportunity, um, in some of the, you know, deserted islands or mm-hmm. um, in some of the mo- more rural areas. So, but these are exactly the areas where there's, there's, there's uh, little uh, economic uh, development. There's very few jobs at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, so we hope that through travel, we can start to create those opportunities um, and, um, you know, bring, bring instead of everybody going to Manila looking for work, yep. maybe we can bring um, tourists to, 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 to some of these areas to, to stimulate some kind of economic development opportunities um, um, in these areas. So we do homestay programs we do mm-hmm. cooking classes in communities um we do a lot of conservation work and reforestation work we, reforestation we what, what do you mean by that like planting trees and stuff or yeah yeah so the philippines um used to be um over 90 percent forest um right. you know 100 years ago yeah. um and today it's less than three percent less than sorry how many percent three percent Three less than three percent. So wow. it's an, a shocking level of deforestation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, we are partnering with um, some different uh, indigenous tribes yeah. in the areas which have been hardest hit to mm-hmm. um, to stimulate um, uh, yeah reforestation efforts through tourism. And is it as a, as a, as a building up an industry, or is that 
we is that building planting trees and leaving them there is it um how, how does yes. that work okay so um we i'll give an example of one community we partner with yep. um they um are an uh, as i said an indigenous tribe um in an area where an, an area of basically three thousand hectares area okay uh, the land belongs to them okay it's it's you know laws in the philippines dictate that that the indigenous peoples, um, you know, you can't take the land from them. Okay. So the land belongs to them. Um, and our mission is simply to partner with the community to bring back the forest. And the, the thing about doing this through travel is that we can work with a community and have both a long-term goal, which is to bring back the, the forest. Yeah. But but obviously, if you're, a, um, if you're a community living on, you know, less than a dollar a day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, long-term goals like reforestation are not necessarily, um, you know, high on your priorities. Yeah. So, um, what, but what helps through travel is that we're able to, through creating, uh, you know, travel experiences, mm-hmm. um, we're able to give short-term benefits to the communities. Yeah. So, um, we're able to, uh, create jobs through uh, the community becoming tour guides, through the community um, organizing different tourist activities, through um, uh, you know the, the meals that they provide our guests, um, and also through products that they can make. So, for example, uh, one of our community partners, um, they planted a lot of bamboo yep. um, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, bamboo is like a grass in the Philippines. It, 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 well, it is a grass, um, mm-hmm. but it grows abundantly in this country. Mm-hmm. And it's a, so it's a fantastically sustainable resource because, you know, just like grass, you cut it and it grows back. Yeah. Um, it's the same with, uh, same with bamboo. Mm-hmm. So we planted... Um, How long does it take? Oh, it, 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 some, grow, some uh, types of bamboo can, can grow, um, you know, I think... In, the fastest type grows, I think, an inch a day or even slightly faster. Oh, um, okay. So, um, but of course, there were different, different species of bamboo uh, grow at different rates, but, but sure. typically it grows fast. And, um, and so in Manila, we have a, a trend towards, um, you know, zero waste and hence um, a trend away from um, plastic straws. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we've now connected the community that is producing bamboo and they're now turning the bamboo into bamboo straws, which right. are reusable straws. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. and then through our, um, sustainable kind of tourism platform, we can connect those communities to, um, uh, to, uh, the consumer in Manila, right. Which might be a company that wants to buy, a, um, you know, uh, products for their employees. Um, or it could be, um, you know, a school or just a general consumer. Um, so we can give the community that's living in a very isolated area mm-hmm. the opportunity to connect to a market, a market which will buy their products. So, so these all are kind of extra ways in which tourism can go beyond just what we might, if I was to say sustainable tourism, you may just think of, uh, you know, volunteering or, sure. or just, um, you know, um, sort of uh, responsible tourism right mm-hmm. where we don't we don't harm the environment yeah um, but Could you go but further pro- yeah we, we have to go further because the damage has already been done mm-hmm. you know there's less than less than three percent um uh forest in this country 
so it's not enough just to sort of um you know um uh be more responsible we, we actually have to sort of initiate i think um, a movement in the other direction a movement towards bringing back that forest towards really proactively creating opportunities for indigenous communities to be active and responsible stewards of their land yeah. um, rather than um, you know uh, something which happens at the moment is that the communities are so poor that they will cut down the trees just for and, some extra money uh, or whatever you yeah, yeah exactly and turn it into charcoal yeah uh, and then Which they'll sell similar. the charcoal so so the value of a tree is is so small yeah um so these are the things that we're we're in our own you know very small way trying to um trying to 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 act against yeah that 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 that, not, that is fantastic and tourists can help with that in in some way or yes like they can go yes. and plant some trees or help the community in any other way how, how does that work yeah, so we always encourage, um, you know, people do want to donate uh, to our cause. Uh, and of course, that's 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 welcome. But um, we always encourage a donation to be a, um, accompanied by an, an opportunity to actually visit and to plant those, those seeds of change, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, for, for yourself. Because, um, you know, there's... there's we, we like to to talk about uh, transformative tourism. Mm-hmm. So that's trans, uh, tourism that transforms communities and can also transform the hearts and minds of our guests. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're not being present in communities, um, mm-hmm. then there's very little transformation that can occur, or at least it, it's limited, right? It's limited in terms of what you read or what you watch on um you know, on, on YouTube or Instagram or whatever. Um, yeah. I feel that being there, there's something very powerful about being there and about, um, uh, you know, witnessing um, uh, the both the degradation of the environment, but also the opportunity to, to do something about it mm-hmm. for yourself um, is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And so our hope is that that, that one or two days that, that you spend in one of our partner communities can actually be the beginning of, of a um, a longer and a bigger um, uh, sort of transformation, personal transformation, mm-hmm. um, which 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 may lead to um, you know our guests either supporting our communities in the longer term or yeah. simply getting or... additional ideas. Can be financially, but mm-hmm. um, there's also you know there's other ways. Uh, for example. The example I gave earlier about um, supporting um, products that are made in the communities. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that could be something else that, that, that people can do. We also have collaborations with companies. Companies outside of the Philippines? Or... Uh, yep, yep. We have uh, comp- uh, partnerships with companies and schools from outside the, the Philippines. We have a, an international school in Kuala Lumpur, which is has committed to actually planting a, um, a forest in the name of their school. And what kind of forest is that? Is, is that like is that like a rainforest or what kind of forest are we thinking about? Bamboo you mentioned already, obviously, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a rain um it's 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 a rainforest, but it will also be a fruit forest. So mm-hmm. um we want to help the community to become more sustainable so that they don't need to, you know, go on a one and a half hour trek just to get to the nearest marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're planting um, lots of um, fruit bearing trees. 
um, all uh, you know local species of tree yeah. um, in these different areas, mm-hmm. um, so that so that the community, um, you know, our dream is that the community will in the future not even need tourism at all, um, because uh, they will already have been able to get back their their sort of sustainability, their own sustainable lifestyle uh, lifestyles through um, through through the abundance. Which which exists in in the local area. Uh, of course, we're a very long way from that at the moment, um, but 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 that's our dream. Um, yeah. Yeah. In in a previous project that I worked on, I spoke with a few um, a few uh, organizations and companies, and uh, their CEOs actually went volunteering, uh, for example, in India in, in some villages, and they were so um impressed or they they were they were so really you know um happy with the experience that they had that they um did a lot financially to help these communities to where they should be and also with women empowerment um is that something that you're thinking about perhaps uh, inviting ceos of companies to um yeah yeah i mean i i i liken um um uh, sort of uh, development work or uh, becoming, this is a cliche word, but becoming a change maker mm-hmm. uh, almost as um, it's like going to a, a, a potluck party. Now, potluck party is like, <laughs> I think this is like an American expression. Yeah, I've never heard of it. What, what is it? <laughs> I don't even know what we say in the UK for it, uh, but it's this idea that you you have a, uh, everybody brings a, di- a different dish, uh, right? To, ah, uh, to okay. dinner. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do we have a word for that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. In, uh, you, have, you have these parties where they have these, uh, where they try to sell these plastic containers in the past. That, that I don't know. That was like 20 years ago that I heard of that uh, last time around. And everyone brings something to eat. Yeah. Imagine you're having a dinner party. Yep. And um, everybody brings a different dish to the party, right? So one person brings the chicken. The other person brings the pizza. The other person brings the brings the um, you know the, the drinks or whatever or the desserts. It sounds good. Uh, yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> That's almost so, 12 o'clock here as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, you go, there you go. So, um, so that, that's the idea of um, this concept of a potluck party. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I look at uh, development work in very much the same light, um, mm-hmm. in the sense that um, everybody has something different to bring mm-hmm. uh, to the party, so to speak, right? So some people, um, the way in which they can really help and have impact is through uh, financial donations. Yeah. Other people have a different skill that they can that they can offer, um, and um, other people have their time, mm-hmm. right? That they can offer. So some people can say, "Hey, I can physically come to the Philippines and get involved." Other mm-hmm. people will say, "Look, maybe I can support um, online through offering my skills and my expertise in um, in, in in a particular area." And uh, you know, we, we've actually set up an, an, an online platform which connects social entrepreneurs in the Philippines mm-hmm. to people from around the world that, that, that want to um, support them uh, in a particular aspect, for example, of their business. Uh, and, and other people... Um, How, how's that working at, at the moment? Is that working out well? Or Yeah, yeah. We, we have um, a pool of uh, about six or seven social entrepreneurs that, uh, you know, some of them need help in marketing, others need help in fundraising, others need help in um, perhaps, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, business planning or, or or some other area of their business mm-hmm. um, and so and then we ha- we connect them especially to students it's very popular for students that, mm-hmm. that 
want to have a sort of an interesting work experience. Okay. Um, and um, yeah, they get to you know just just through the wonders of technology, they can speak to a um, uh, you know a, a Filipino social entrepreneur based in a farm in um, you know in the province of uh, somewhere in the Philippines. Um, and uh, so you can make these amazing connections happen mm-hmm. um, through uh, through having a Skype connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, so there you go. But that's another way in which people can help, or mm-hmm. perhaps they can even um, uh, you know invest their time or donate their time to a cause that they particularly care about. So that brilliant. Um, the other concept. I'm just going to the next one. Walang uh, Ivanan, and I, I looked that up and. The only thing I saw is a 2015 Philippine family drama television series directed by Jerome <laughs> Chavez uh, Pobocan. Right. <laughs> Obviously, that's not what it is, right? It's giving... Uh, not, g- I, I must <laughs> confess, I've never seen that show and it's probably terrible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it's uh, something that, uh, that's really close to your heart, basically, right? Yeah. So so this idea of Walang Iwanan basically translates as uh, no one left behind. Okay. Um, again, it's a core kind of Filipino value. It's a very, it, it, it has, um, I guess, emotional, um, it, 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 it brings back emotional, um, or it has emotional connection mm-hmm. um, to, 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 to many uh, Filipinos. Um, but, um, you know, it really sums up, I feel, um, the, a lot of the problems in the world, again, come back to the fact that we've, progressed a lot but we haven't progressed um without leaving people behind um so obviously some countries have left other countries behind and then within those countries some people are are just have such an advantage from from birth uh, compared to others um so yeah so we find that uh walang walang Iwanan is something i've really learned from from the philippines um uh, because uh I, I, just like by any hand it's it's dying out in many ways yep. um and yet um it's still there if you look for it and there's no more powerful way of saying walang Iwanan mm-hmm. than um than simply through being there right so imagine you you can send a check to someone Right, or you can, um, you know, say nice words about them through an email or through social media. Yeah. But it's never going to be as powerful as actually being there and saying, "Hey, you know, we, um, I, I'm here to, 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 to understand what you're going through, and um, to, uh, you know, to, 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 to empathize with it. Um, and that can be such a rich learning experience. So again, that's what we're trying to do through travel, is to connect people. And to uh, give them the chance to sort of realize their own, you know, our own common common humanity, um, almost mm-hmm. um, creating bonds for, uh, or yeah, yeah, and connecting to people who we never normally would um, would have the have, have have the possibility to do so, at yeah. least in our normal lives. Yeah, no, brilliant. Um, 
let's um, go to the next uh, topic. It, it makes total uh, sense to me. Um, there was an article in a Philippine paper, Phil Star, uh, saying why yeah. sustainable tourism makes sense. It says that one in eight, every eight jobs in the Philippines is uh, tourism related. And tourism, they, they seem to spend a lot more there as well. Um, obviously, there's been quite a lot of news with regards to the president there, President uh, Duterte. Um, yep. Obviously, what happened with, with, with drug-related uh, issues, but also he closed off Boracay for uh, quite a period of time uh, as well. Yep. Have you got any business in, in Boracay? Or? No, we don't. I mean, precisely probably for the reason that um, Duterte closed it down. In the first place, yeah, because uh, it was—it's uh, a tiny island, very tiny, uh, yeah. With um, it's got a, an amazingly beautiful beach with uh, what they call—they say it's the, the finest sand in the world because it never gets—it's very very white sand. It never ever gets warm, um, so it can be as it can be 35 degrees, but the, the, the sand is always cool. I thought it was gorgeous. Yeah, so it's quite unique. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so it's um, it's a it's a pristine or it used to be a pristine island, yeah. um, but it became so overpopulated with tourists mm-hmm. um, that they that they closed it down because um, you know it was um, it was really becoming a danger. I think there were lots of issues with resorts not being very responsible with how they were um, you know operating and the sewage that they were dumping into the sea and things like that. Yeah. So has that changed? Do you think or? Sorry? Has it changed since they closed it down for six months? People say people say it's changed a lot. Yeah. Okay. I haven't actually been back myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I went before it was closed down and I wasn't particularly impressed, but okay. I've heard I've heard great things um, since then. Okay. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I I, 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 I I haven't been back and I guess our, our brand of sort of tourism really focuses on um, off the beaten track experiences. So we try to take people to um, places of, of great beauty, but but those which ha- aren't visited by, you know, um, tens of thousands of people every day. Yeah. Um, that's why um, Boracay is not um, high on our list of, um, of, of destinations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we prefer to focus on off islands. Fair enough. It says, however, that the uh, environmental degradation has happened uh, in, or is actually happening in other places as well. And they mention yeah. Palawan, they mention yeah. uh, Bohol, and you, I've, I've seen yeah. I've seen on your website. Obviously, you are present in Bohol, and yeah. it's they say that it happens there at an accelerated um, uh, uh, rate, yeah. uh, according to all kinds of studies uh, from uh, yeah. Pemza. Um what, what 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 is your feeling about that? Is is that actually true, or are they going to yeah. close that down? And uh, how I would will... say, I would say there's definitely risk of that happening. We our tours again kind of go to the areas where where fewer people would go in Bohol. Yep. Um, although, of course, our guests often want a balance, right? They want they want to visit the places that make our tours unique, but they also want to um, you know go and um, I don't know, um, you know, go snorkeling or diving in a, in a more popular area. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a challenge. I guess the closure of Boracay, um, at least it serves as a warning to the other islands that look, this can happen to you too. You can be closed down Mm -hmm. if you don't, uh, buck your ideas up. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it has that effect. Um, but definitely, Mm -hmm. um, 
well, let, let me say that also compared to some of the more populated islands um, in other countries, you know, uh, I, I guess Thailand or, Thailand, yeah, or um, uh, Vietnam or, 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 or Indonesia mm-hmm. or uh, where there's far higher numbers of tourists, yeah. I guess at least the Philippines still has quite a lot of places where you can, um, you know, you can really, you can almost find a beach just to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it still has that, the Philippines. Um, but, um, but there's definitely a risk. There's definitely a risk of certain areas becoming over, suffering from over, um, uh, you know, mass tourism. How, how big is Bohol compared to Boracay? For example, it's a lot bigger. It's a lot bigger. Yeah. yeah. But the the most popular tourist area of Bohol is is also quite small. Right. Um, so certainly there's a risk that that particular area um, suffers the effects of mass tourism. Mm-hmm. You think it's a good thing what happens? Basically, Boracay closed down for six months. Yes. I mean, I'm 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 just wary to sort of. Uh, uh, rubber stamp it um, okay. uh, just because it has also had um, a lot of a well quite a big financial impact on the island yeah uh, the closings you know there's a lot of people that lost their livelihood during during those six months mm-hmm. so you know I haven't seen a detailed sort of study on the the actual impact of all of that and um, uh, how uh, how those people were able to survive um, while they you know while they weren't able to work mm-hmm. um, but certainly from an environmental perspective um, good obviously there's a lot going on in the world with regards to uh, responsible tourism and uh, sustainable tourism the cop 25 is still going on at the moment um, yeah. and as you might you might have uh, read the lady from um, from from Sweden she says that nothing has been achieved over the past two years yeah. all the school children uh, uh, start on being on strike um, and she's actually very disappointed uh, because you know greenhouse uh, gases are still rising and uh, governments yeah. don't see really what do you think about this uh, well I think that um, I think she's right unfortunately yeah. Um, yeah. it's um, we need we need something to to shake us into real action I guess um, we're in an unfortunate period where um, we have um, a lot of governments who are prioritizing other matters, right? Over they're, they're prioritizing, um, I guess, development, economic development, and jobs over um, over the environment, which unfortunately still doesn't have that feeling of of being at the forefront of, of voters' minds. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think she's 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 right and i think that the the um you know we 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 are really leaning on the younger younger generations to to be able to address um you know to 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 address some of these 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 matters in a more in a more proactive um uh, way yeah Uh, but yeah i'm a bit i'm a bit concerned um that we may reach a point of no return um, mm-hmm. you know, um, where it's already too late by the time we finally realize how important these issues are. Or well, at least she's making us aware of it, I would say. So that, that's, sure. uh, that, that's yeah. a very yeah. good thing. So you don't agree then with uh, Jeremy Clarkson, who says she should shut up and go back to school, basically? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. I think he's a... He's a go ahead. He's just a, 
a different a different generation and a yeah. um you know uh, he's uh, he's got a different i guess political viewpoint and um let him say what he says but um yeah. you know i can understand he he maybe feels a little bit um uh like um well he's a bit he's a bit disconnected from the message of of of, of someone like her yeah Oh, he says he now believes in climate change. He went to Asia uh, for one of his shows to Cambodia, and he says, "Now I, I, I've seen the effects. I believe in it now." You yeah. think that's just a load of nonsense uh, coming out of his mouth? Yeah. Because I don't believe I, that he believes I, in it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a there's a you know there's there's, there's two ways of approaching the issue of climate change. One is to sort of sweet talk people, and um, you know, a softly, softly. Yep. kind of approach yep. and then you have uh, Greta's approach which is a lot more forceful and you know basically a no no BS kind of uh, kind of approach to it all which uh, obviously rubs quite a lot of people up the wrong way mm. um, and uh, and I guess what Jeremy Clarkson would say is that, that someone like Greta is 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 scaring people right scaring young people definitely uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know i mean maybe that's what's needed if we're to mm -hmm. really jolt jolt the world into action um i mean i obviously don't want people losing sleep at night but but we do need to sort of wake up to the reality i guess of of climate change and yeah. and the threats that it poses so you don't think uh, that she's mad and 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 dangerous basically no no i, I look I, i think there are far more dangerous things out there um and, but, <laughs> That way. Yeah, fair enough. But you're you're British, aren't you? You come from the UK originally, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so you know a lot about uh, you know the royal family and everything as well. Yes, I do. I do. And there's an article, obviously, in the newspaper. The Queen is hiring a, a travel guru to uh, uh, to make sure that everyone uh, uses efficient uh, flights after uh, Prince Harry was uh, using a private jet. What do you think? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's the forward-thinking queen for you. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, that sounds. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what whether that comes from a real conviction, um, and um, you know, to what extent she really, yeah, she, she she considers climate change to be a priority of our time, or whether it's more of a sort of a, a public relations mm. sort of management strategy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it sounds like, a it sounds like a good idea. I mean, I feel that, but, but, um, uh, you know, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't present the Royal family in a good light if they're giving these lessons yeah. on sustainability, but then sort of, you know, it doesn't give a good image if they're then, then doing the opposite and, um, you know, taking, taking private jets and, um, traveling solo and things like that so yeah. um yeah it's uh it's it's uh it's probably much needed I, i guess the queen's probably wishing that she had hired that person six months ago most definitely um, but they're doing so much good as well i know that her husband uh obviously yeah. is doing a lot with regards to rainforest as well so True. um he True. Uh, yeah and obviously prince harry is trying prince to do Charles. the same Yeah, 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 absolutely. You were saying yeah, something yeah. about Prince Charles, yeah? Go ahead. No, no, Prince Charles, I know also very much um, is a is a, has has been in a sort of an um, a real advocate for for the environment for Definitely. for yeah. a long time yeah. for already I, I guess a few decades. 
Yeah. Um, and a lot of his most important work is in that area. So certainly it's a um, it's an issue close to his heart. And I'm sure it's also an issue close to 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 Prince Harry and, and, and Meghan's heart as well. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. just, um, I guess, just... They need a good advisor, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. So last uh, last topic, um, or maybe you have something yourself as well, but there's, there's a film, an animated film, um, which which is uh, called uh, Abominable and uh, has been banned in a number of countries, uh, including the Philippines, uh, yeah. because of a map and uh, had a nine dash line in their boundary line, uh, which was not really appreciated by some countries, from what I understand. Um, any thoughts? Uh, I'm not actually. I'm not actually familiar with it. Um, it's, it's a really crappy movie, uh, by the way. Ah, this is uh, related yeah. to the um, the South China Sea. Yeah, is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, well, look, I, I, um, I don't follow that issue too much. Yeah. Um, I, I just, uh, I just know that um, <laughs> that uh, I see some islands that look very close to the Philippines, <laughs> and they're being. Uh, suddenly um, disputed by um, a far bigger brother yeah. uh, neighbor um, in um, in China so I mean I think it's a it's a bit of a concern for um, a lot of countries in the region um, uh, which have you know no ability to really compete um, you know militarily financially politically with with a with a great big country like China. China yeah. So, um, you know, and I think with the kind of the breaking down of these global alliances, such as, uh, you know, the Philippines could always count on the U S um, for support. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess those kind of alliances are weaker as well now. So, uh, it's certainly a concern. I think, um, uh, when you have, um, uh, these disputes happening, um, and, um, you know, I do, I do worry for countries like the Philippines that I don't know, um, how they can stand up for themselves, to be yeah. honest with you. Well, then again, I, I hear that America wants to buy Greenland. So would that be the same thing almost? Or? Uh, yes, but, but I guess Greenland has the power to sort of say, uh, you know, piss off. Bugger off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas, um, you know, the Philippines... Um, I, I kind of fear, uh, that it is it, almost like, well, it depends how much you're willing to pay, but, but maybe, <laughs> right. um, you know, for certain, certain areas. So it, it doesn't have the, the same, um, you know, political alliances or maybe the same, same, um, power or, or strength, which, which another country might to actually stand up for itself. Hmm. Um, so yeah, that's a, it's, it's definitely a concern. Good. Anything you had over the past uh, weeks uh, that that you think might be uh, interesting or uh, that might be relevant to the conversation that we had? Uh, in terms of what we're in terms of what we're doing here in the Philippines, or yeah, uh, yeah. anything that you would like to uh, plug, promote, anything that you would like to say still that that that's coming up, any events, any further plans for the future? Yeah. Um, well, I guess I guess we're always. Um, you know, on, 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 on the lookout for, um, for partners, mm-hmm. whether it be, uh, travel partners, um, so travel agencies, whether it be schools or, or companies, 
Um, as I mentioned earlier, we have an online program. So if anybody's sort of interested in, in, in getting involved in, in what we're doing, but they, for whatever reason, um, can't come out to the Philippines in the near term, or maybe they have a son or a daughter that they feel would, uh, that, that it would be a great experience for them to meet social entrepreneurs in the Philippines and, and um, uh, maybe help them with a, with a project. Um, you know, everybody speaks English here. Yep. So it's quite um, easy for us to facilitate really interesting um, collaborations. Yep. Uh, if anybody's interested in our work uh, related to reforestation, yep. uh, they can go to uh, www.fundtheforest.com. Yeah. fundtheforest.com okay um which is a website um, where you can support our reforestation um efforts and you can learn more about it it's actually not it's not anything owned by us that website it's yeah. um actually some some guests that came on our trip and they got so inspired that they said hey we want to we want to support the community so they set up this fundraising platform yeah um, which areas of which areas of the Philippines is that uh, is that actually? Uh, it's in a, a province called Zam Zambales. So it's about three hours north of Manila. North. Okay. Yep. 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 Um, so uh, yeah. And apart from that, do uh, check us out on um, our website madtravel.org yep. or um, our Instagram madtravel underscore ph. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, send us a message. Um, and uh, we'd, we'd, we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to see you one day in the Philippines. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm definitely going back. I thought it was an experience that was just totally different from when you go to Thailand, uh, for example, or yeah. Malaysia, because it's more more raw and it's more authentic. Uh, I think it might be changing now. I don't know. It was like uh, six, seven years ago. I was there last. But, yeah, uh, it's, still, it's still got that. Yeah, especially if you go on a mad travel experience, you, you're, you're sure to have a pretty, a pretty um, authentic and off the beaten track kind of experience. There you go. That's what I wanted to hear. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll keep it. There. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was a pleasure having yep. you here. Thank you very much, Peter. I really appreciate you uh, taking the interest in our in our work, and I hope to see you at a future um, a future event in London. So that was the podcast with Tom Graham of Mad Travel. Uh, great to have him on the show. Uh, I'll put all the links um, in the show notes. You can find the latest news on sustainable travel on podcast.earth. Thank you for listening. And please tune in next time to a travel companion for the latest news in sustainable travel.